We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the RotoWire DFS podcast brought to you by FanDuel.com. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Saturday NBA DFS slate. You can find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, RotoWire, and as a featured writer in the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. The RotoWire DFS podcast is now live streaming on Google Hangouts, available on the uh, official YouTube channel. Uh, and you can check us out on iTunes and Stitcher as well. Benicio, welcome to another fine slate for Saturday in the NBA. Yeah, pretty um, pretty good size one with uh, eight games. There are a lot of the teams that are, you know, defensive stalwarts going up on this slate today, though. Like the other night, we had a four-game slate where it was all teams that score in the, you know, one ten to one fifteen range on a on a daily basis. And this is a slate that I think there's going to be a lot of spreads here in like the low two hundreds and the one nineties. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with one or two exceptions, like the Houston Chicago game and. Uh, you know, probably the Atlanta Clippers game. Um, I think those are going to be two of the higher scoring ones on the day that, you know, are probably some of the better ones to target here. Yep, I totally agree with you there as well. So what we're going to have to do is just sort of handpick um, a couple of the options that you can sort of take advantage of going forward, um, you know, in, in the plus matchups. And there are a few plus matchups. We do have Sacramento on the slate. We have Houston there as well. So there's a couple different, uh, you know, options that we can – work with and uh there are some of my favorite value plays at the point guard position as well but i'll save those uh for my turn and i'll let you go first with what you got at the, at the point today 
Yeah, I, you know, I think that you actually hit on something that I've been looking at with the slate with value plays at the point guard position, mostly because I don't really want to spend up for a lot of these guys towards the top. Um, you know, John Wall and Chris Paul are both pretty expensive. Uh, neither one of them is really in a great matchup. You know, Wall's going up against Indiana. Chris Paul's going up against Atlanta. Um, you know, neither one of those matchups really screams like huge upside matchup for either one of those guys. So I don't think I'm going to be paying up for any of them. And then even like Rondo against San Antonio is not something I'm going to mess with. You know, Kyrie against Boston, who's got, you know, one of the better point guard defenses in the entire league. Um, Drew Holiday against Utah, who's a, you know, just such a slow paced team and, and good defensively. So a lot of the guys up top just really don't make a lot of sense to use here. Um, I do like Ricky Rubio a little bit, who I know you hate, but his price is down to almost, you know, uh, what did they drop his price down to? It's down below 7K. He's down to like 6,700. And in one, two, three, four, five of his last eight games, he's gone for 35 or more fantasy points, which has been, uh, you know, at least a 5X return. So I think he's a solid option if you want to spend up a little bit at the point guard spot. Um, but, yeah, I'm going down to guys like, you know, Shelvin Mack, who's been around men price, uh, guys like Donald Sloan, who's, who's pretty cheap and has been putting up decent numbers, um, you know, Darren Collison, Norris Cole. Like, I, I'm looking in that range here today. I'm thinking that at least one, if not two, of those guys are going to wind up on my roster. Yeah, I agree with you there as well. Um, you, you, you can definitely make some hay with some of the value options um, at this point. And, you know, I I feel like, you know, it's going to be tough for you to take advantage of some of the top guys because of the potential matchups there. But, you know what, I still feel like Chris Wall is going to be about as trustworthy as he um, gets as I bend over and plug in my Ethernet cord. For those of you wondering, what am I doing on video? <laughs> um, yeah, I just realized I was working on Wi-Fi, and now the Internet will be a lot faster this way. Uh, so, so for me, you know what, um, I'm mind particularly taking a look at Isaiah Thomason against Cleveland as well. That's, you know, that, uh, Boston mm -hmm. has been, you know, a top three seed all season long and that's Kyrie Irving defense. So, um, you know, Isaiah Thomas actually was a, a player who I believe made, uh, my lineup for Friday's action in, and I'm, uh, definitely okay running it back, uh, on, on Saturday, uh, as well, you know, I don't really want to mess too much with the front line, but, uh, Isaiah Thomas can do almost all of his damage, uh, from the outside as well. So there's, there's, there's a potential, uh, opportunity there as well. I want to get your take on, um, Patrick Beverly against Chicago, which is a favorite play of mine and Shelvin Mack against, uh, the new Orleans, uh, Pelicans. How do you feel about those two value plays and how do you rank them? Well, Shelvin Mack has been staying at the floor at like $3,500. So if he's still the floor, you know, I mm -hmm. think he's definitely a viable guy if you're looking to save salary. How cheap is Beverly now? Is he in the fours or what What has he been over the last couple of games? On uh, gonna, if I had my internet. I was going to say, I, I haven't played him on, I haven't played him on FanDuel um, much recently. So I don't know where his, where his price has come up to. Let me take a look here real quick. I got it. Yeah, 4,800. At 4,800, I think he's an okay value play. I probably like him a little more than Mac, only because I think he has a little more upside, um, especially now that they got rid of Ty Lawson. He's basically the only point guard they have. He's been playing 30, you know. The games where he sees over 30 minutes, he tends to go 5 or 6x value. Um, the games where he's missed playing 30 minutes, where he's only gotten like 24 or, or 27, 
you know, those are the games that we usually see him, you know, kind of underperform. So I think I'm a little more comfortable with Beverly than I am with uh, Shelvin Mack for upside. Um, you know, Mack, though, has been min price. So if he stays at 3500 I mean, that's just really, really too cheap. Yeah, I agree with you there as well. The situation I, that I um, have here is, um, you know, do you trust Donald Sloan? Uh, you know, at 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 forty eight hundred, who's been pretty consistent in terms mm-hmm. of hitting the 24, 20 fancy points. He's just not like a a you know a thirty seven, thirty eight, forty plus guy. You know, and you would have thought that he would have sort of gotten more shots, but he really just is like you know cracking double digits assists, getting you um, double digit points, getting you you know five six assists. But really, uh, Donald Sloan to me it was only somebody you can use for cash games. Beverly to me, um, you know. Um, in this price range has, you know, flipped around between the 25 to 30 point range. And, you know, if he's going to be sitting around in the 48 to uh, 4,500 range, you can, you can pull six X out of him. And so, you know, if you want to roll him in in cash and GPPs, I think that makes, you know, some definite sense as well, as well. Shelby Mack has just been frustrating for, for, for whatever reason, sometimes they pull him in fourth quarters or he'll, you know, get off to a slow start and then end up, you know, returning close to the price tag which shouldn't be that as difficult as as it is because it's near min price um but you know you just it's very hard to pry yourself off of you like well starter you know potentially 30 minutes at you know at the bottom of the barrel uh price wise so i don't want to get myself stuck in too much too much in value town um and i also don't mind darren Collison again i know that we ne- we say we never play people against the san antonio spurs um but you know he's been pretty effective and you know he's going to get um some second team defense uh versus uh uh the the san antonio spurs which is like patty mills uh who's never been a defensive stalwart well the thing i will say too is if you really feel like gambling and this is i think this is more of a shooting guard or small forward play i would have to check on where we have him listed on FanDuel. but marco bellinelli has been actually a little bit of a rainmaker as of late he's one of the primary reasons that the kings got out to a lead and held the lead um, in that game against Dallas on Thursday. And that's just his former team against San Antonio Spurs, who, who um, opted to, to not to resign him. So um, it's got to be a little bit of hurt feelings in my mind, and a little revenge factor, I think, boiling um, in, in this spot, particularly because he didn't play well when, when San Antonio traveled uh, to Sacramento back at home. So, you know, back in where he used to play, one, one uh, you know, the three-point contest as a San Antonio Spur. I don't mind him for uh, for a nice little cheap flyer as in a GPP. Um, all right, let's go ahead and move forward to the shooting guard position here, Benny, for the Saturday slate, and talk about what you want to do at the two. Yeah, I think before we even get into this conversation, the biggest question that everybody's going to have and the thing we should probably start discussing is Jimmy Butler's coming back on Saturday. So they're matched up against Houston. So the two guys who are the top two guys price-wise and, and likely the top two scorers at the shooting guard position, you know, if all things are equal, would be James Harden and Jimmy Butler. Now, a healthy Jimmy Butler is something that I would have pause using or paying up for James Harden against. Um, And also, Jimmy Butler going against Houston would be a guy that I want. But how do you think it's going to be in his game back? Like, do you think he's going to get thrown in there and play, you know, are we going to get 35 minutes out of Jimmy Butler in this game? And if so, how do you think that affects... Harden and what do you think it means for his value and also you got to think it's going to hurt the value of the other guys on the team like Derek Rose and uh and Pau Gasol who have been picking up the slack with him out 
So how do you view the Jimmy Butler coming back thing before we before we get in there? Because I think that's going to be a big question that people have to ask is how they want to handle that in order for them to really know what they want to do at the shooting guard spot. For me, I think what I we uh, we've talked about this a number of times, and I'm I'm going to stick to this, which is that you know everybody, regardless of who they are, first game back, um, you you said you ride the pine in my DFS lineups, all right? Because I don't know if they're going to play 22 minutes or 42 minutes, and they really shouldn't, honestly speaking, with the injury that he had, he should not be coming back and playing, uh, you know, 35 plus minutes. Let's let's be honest here. And if they do, and if they do it the way we think that they would which makes the most sense, which is sort of split the minutes between him and Eton Warren, get them 20-something each, don't overwork Jimmy Butler and have him, you know, re-injure the thing just after he came right back. Um, you don't want to play any of those guys because it's an ugly timeshare. So I'm I'm going all the way up to, to James Harden for sure uh, on, on the Saturday slate. And uh, I don't mind Zach Levine against Brooklyn. And there's a couple mm-hmm. other different directions we can go in this spot, too. I we remember we played Danny Green against Sacramento last time. And because we knew they couldn't defend the three-point line, they did not defend the three-point line against Chandler Parsons again uh, on Dallas on Thursday. So that's just a, a, um, a situation that you can still definitely take advantage of. And I'm fine with Danny Green once again in GPPs. Um, how do you have the shaking out for the rest of the, the uh, players at the two? Yeah, I mean, I, right now the three guys I have on my list are uh, James Harden for me paying up, Zach Levine, who, again, is right around that 5 6K range, has been putting up 30-plus fantasy points. Uh, they just got rid of Kevin Martin, so you know he's going to have safer minutes there. Um, the matchup is pretty good against Brooklyn. Brooklyn's guards, you know, basically don't guard anybody. Um, so I like Levine a lot. And then from there I go down to Eric Gordon, who's still pretty cheap as well. It's a tough matchup against Utah overall. But he had a tough matchup against San Antonio the other day and still put up a pretty decent game. And the thing is, you want to kind of attack Utah at the Utah at the guard spot because you don't want to mess around with, you know, going up with the big guys against the Twin Towers down there. So I'm still okay using Eric Gordon, who I think is pretty cheap too. But I really like Zach Levine, and I think I'm going to have a lot of shares of, um, you know, James Harden because he, he's just such the likely high scorer at a very weak position that um, he, he kind of stands out to me as, you know, one of the guys that you have to have far and away over the other options that you can have as far as, you know, position scarcity goes. I definitely agree with you there as well. It's just when we, when we talked about how we, you know, we don't really love the, the top options. I mean, I'm still okay with Chris Paul against Atlanta at the point of position, you know, but aside from that, we're, we're missing some serious studs. That the next stud I would see probably been either time. And, um, you know, uh, so we're, we're not spending a ton necessarily unless you you know you want you want to lock in CP3. And we don't have to because we talked about how we love, you know, people in the lower to mid-tier. So, you know, I'm definitely fine with anchoring with uh, James Harden at the two. And then, you know, moving on from there, there's a couple different directions we can go, um, you know, uh, for, for, for value at the shooting guard position as well. You know, um, Zach Levine is, you know, I've been in, in his camp all, all you know, all season long. And we, like I said, talked about Danny Green. Um, I don't necessarily mind Jamal Crawford, but probably not the best, uh, the best spot to play him against a, a solid um, Atlanta defense uh, overall. So, and I do like your call of uh, of Eric Gordon. I do, the, the pace does concern me a little bit for Utah um, because they play slow it down. But Eric Gordon is, is, if he's smart, isn't trying to get anything at the rim against the Utah Jazz. He should just stay out there on the wing and, and bomb away like he normally does. Um, last, last guy I want to quickly ask you about here, um, in or not in on Drew Holiday for, for Saturday? Not in on Drew Holiday for Saturday. Um, 
I don't really like I gotta go back and check because I'm looking at shooting guards right now. Um who do they who do they play? I think it was something about the matchup that had me off a holiday. Um it's Utah. Yeah, Utah. I'm I'm actually off of him um because he is a guy that gets a lot more of his buckets going to the hole. So going to the hole against Gobert and Favors, I don't think is gonna be a uh, you know, great situation for him. So, you know, like I said, at the at the point guard spot, I'm I'm looking to kind of save money. Um, you know, so I can spend up and go get like a James Harden and, and some of the small forwards who, uh, you know, I think are worth paying up for. All right. Uh, makes some sense to me. All right. We're going to move on to the small forward position. But before we move on to small forward position, to let all the podcast listeners know, uh, the all all the YouTube watchers know as well, uh, that if you haven't joined up on rotowire.com yet, uh, what are you waiting for? we got a 10-day free trial available to you, rotowire.com slash pod. Features include lineup optimizers for MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college, basketball, soccer. Uh, we have golf in uh, the optimizers there as well. You can get up-to-the-minute depth charts, customizable league projections, complete draft kits for the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and NHL. Get your season-long fantasy baseball league coming up with some custom scoring. You can load those scoring options in there, and we'll get we'll let you know um, by position, ranking all the top players, whether it be for um, you know draft position or auction salary. So a lot of great features coming uh, that are available. You can take advantage of that in a 10-day free trial rotorwire.com slash pod is how you do that. Uh, let them know that Josh and Benny sent you. All right, small forward. Is, let's go ahead and talk about who you're putting down at the three today. Yeah, my favorite play by far is Kawhi Leonard. Uh, going up against Sacramento, um, a team that he just had a big game against. Uh, was that last night? No, a couple days ago um, or, or last week or so. Um, Leonard's been playing very well the last five or six games. He's over five or six X in each one of them. Uh, last night, he had a huge game. I forget who they played last night, but he had a huge game last night, put up like 56 fantasy points or something like that. Um, so he's easily the number one option in the matchup against Sacramento. You know, again, high-paced team, gives up a lot of points. You know, someone we've targeted all season long, yada, yada, yada. Um, after that, though, I'm probably going to be looking to spend up at, at, for a second guy at the small forward position. I like LeBron a little bit in that game against Boston. Um, Boston plays at a higher pace. They, um, you know, that game should stay close, so he should be able to get full minutes. You know, I think it's, is it at Boston? Yeah, it's at at Boston, or is it at Cleveland? I got to double check on that. Oh, it is at Cleveland. They are, they are at home, yeah. They are at home. But still, I think that game stays close, so I think we see, you know, full run from LeBron James. So I think he could be somebody that puts up a good game. Uh, Paul George hasn't been playing great lately, but he did have 55 points earlier in the season against, um, you know, the same Washington team. We know Washington at the small forward spot with Otto Porter is not very good. Um, so, you know, that's another situation there that I think I could like him. And then if I'm not using one of those guys, I'm probably coming down to a cheapie like, you know, you got Bojan Bogdanovich. Um, again, you know, I don't really love him, but he's cheap. He's playing 30 minutes a game for the Nets. He's doing some scoring. He's, you know, grabbing a couple of the other stats for you. Um, and then even a guy like Tobias Harris, I think, is a little bit interesting. Going up against the Knicks, I think there's going to be a lot of points in that game. You know, Harris is a decent cash game play. He's been getting you like four and a half to five and a half X value, um, but not really much upside. So for upside, I'd be looking to spend up on, you know, Kawhi definitely. And then probably either LeBron or uh, Paul George would be the second guy I roll. And that's another reason why I'm trying to save at the point guard spot because I'd rather spend up for some of these guys at the small forward position today. All right, um, I'm I, I'm 
I'm good with most of those guys. I love Kawhi Leonard. I guess that's probably the the, the pick for me. That spot we know Rudy, Rudy Gay has a tendency to get lost on defense, and Kawhi Leonard can drain it from outside. So I think he's a very smart and a uh, and a, a solid player. I'm I'm good with Boyan or Bogo or what, what do we call him? Um, uh, Boogie Boogie Down. I don't know. He's not Boogie because Boogie is Demarcus Cousins, which which, is, which isn't a good conundrum today because uh, you know. San Antonio on the road, like Demarcus Cousins has been a cash game lock, so I'll, I'll be interesting to see you know how you end up breaking that down when we get to the center position. But we'll we'll put that on pause for now. Um, Tobias Harris, I don't know if you you mentioned him in your mm-hmm. analysis. Um, yeah, but so I believe that this is going to be one of the better spots that we can take advantage of for this slate. Do you do you consider him in the in the Detroit role as a power forward, even though he is small forward eligible? Um, that's something I always like to take note of in my article. I think that is is also the case with him playing alongside Marcus Morris, who's definitely smaller than Tobias Harris. Are we yeah, in I mean, agreement that he's a stretch four? Your favorite? Yeah, I mean, the thing about him is that, you know, those two guys are kind of interchangeable, which I think is something that, that people get a little caught up on sometimes. You know, like we look at these DVP numbers and things like that, but, you know, one of the reasons why I think the Warriors are so good is because – with the guys that they have on the outside, they can seamlessly switch off and, and guys can still guard other people. And I think that's kind of along the lines of what Detroit's trying to do now. So whether it's Morris or Harris playing the four, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, both of those guys do help out rebounding, which for fantasy is the thing that I really care about is that, you know, they're going to get me some rebounds, whether they're playing the three or the four. So, you know, right now I don't mind, uh, you know, having either one of those guys near my roster. But Harris is usually the one who matches up on, you know, opposing teams' power forwards a lot of the time, at least recently since the trade. So, you know, he's the guy that kind of gets the rebounding boost a little bit for me. So that's the way I look at it. All right. And the last uh, sort of either or that I want you to help me make a decision on here, do you go with um, Boyan Bogdanovich with starters minutes and, you know, maybe a bigger potential ceiling? Or for value and the price tag return, do you go Dougie McBuckets um, in in this matchup here for Saturday? Yeah, I go I go Bogdanovich um, every time there because his minutes are safer. You know, McBuckets has been playing minutes, but he's also splitting minutes with Dunleavy there, and now you got Jimmy Butler coming back, which is just going to be another guy thrown in the mix. Um, so I'm less certain that he's going to play enough minutes to give me a solid floor than I am with um, Bogdanovich, who I'm, I'm positive is going to see those minutes because the Nets just really don't have anybody else to put in there at that position. So that's how I look at those two. All right. I think I'm with you with Bogdanovich, especially now that he's sort of leveled up here in, in, the, in the past couple games with, with a 7 and a 9x. Uh, you know, so he's been scoring and rebounding at a, at, a, at, a, at a pretty good clip. And, you know, we're talking about um, min salary. This is what we hope and pray for for min salary. So, um, very nicely done. And you know, for for whatever reason, with Mick Buckets, uh, you know, the production has been um, pretty decent there. But he's five six hundred dollar dollars more expensive. So, similar point totals, except for the last you know two games where, you know, for whatever reason. His shots weren't weren't falling as or and he wasn't rebounding as much, you know, on the road against Miami or, or Orlando. And you know, the other thing that we have to factor into is, you know, Jimmy Butler comes in, minutes have to go out somewhere. We think it's going to be Etwan Moore, but it could be at a little bit of at the expense of uh, Dougie McBuckets as well. 
So I think he's less, definitely less attractive as a value option. And why we got to go with your boy, Boyan. All right. Um, that's going to wrap it up for the small forward position. Power forward up next. Let's go ahead and talk about what's going on in the paint for you on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you right now. I don't have a, this is definitely the guy I'm going to play, but there are four guys who I'm looking at at the power forward spot and none of them really have huge upside for me. Um, but these are the four guys who I think are kind of in the best spots. You have Kevin Love going up against the Boston Celtics. Um, we know that the Celtics struggle with frontline players. So I think it's a pretty good spot here for Love. He hasn't been giving you huge returns lately. He's about 7K. Um, he's given you 40 in two of his last six games, 33 and 35 and two others. And then he had two bad games, um, you know, where he only scored 17 and 16 fantasy points. So it's tough for me to recommend him, even though I do think it's going to be a game where he plays more minutes than he normally does. And, um, you know, the game stays kind of close. I also like Thad Young going up against Minnesota. Uh, Thad's been a guy who's been pretty solid lately. You know, his floor has been a minimum of 4X that he's given you, which has been right around 30 fantasy points. And he's given you 40 and 50 point upside in one, two, three, four, five, like six of his last 10 or 11 games. So, again, he's like right on the cusp there of a guy that I'd be looking at. Um, you know, the other two guys that I that I might pay up for would be uh, LaMarcus Aldridge going up against Sacramento. Again, you know, his numbers have been a little bit better the last couple games, right around like that 5X range. But he's not somebody that I think has huge upside for a tournament. I like him a little more for cash. I think he's a little safer there. And then one of the safest cash game plays over the last couple games has been uh, Jared Selinger, who's going up against Cleveland in this one. I think he's still in a pretty good matchup. As long as um, Kelly Olynyk is out, he's just seeing enough minutes and, and getting enough of the offensive load that, you know, he's somebody you have to look at right around that 6K range. He's given you some 30 and 40 point upside kind of games. Um, so I like Sollinger as well. So those are the four guys that I'm looking to pay up for. Then one thing that I really want to do is if Taj Gibson is out again, I'm probably going to plug in Bobby Portis for cheap. Uh, then, you know, try to save some money to spend up at center and, and small forward where I want to get some of those studs over there. Um, so I think Portis will be a pretty popular option. And I think he deserves to be. I think he's in a pretty good spot there. All right, so for me, the way I'm looking at this here is a couple different things um, <coughs> that, are, uh, that I have going on. I, I love the call with Lamarcus Aldridge. I'm t totally fine with you know with uh, you know your your ex boyfriend Paul Millsap once again against the LA Clippers. LA Clippers still haven't fixed their power forward position, and you know um, if they're gonna roll Paul Pierce and you know Bob Mute or or whatever combination that they and you know even Jeff Green and you know playing there as as a 3 or stretch 4 and that's all good for Paul Paul Mills up inside and out that should be a, a matchup she should expect to dominate uh, you know and you, you you can't really help out too much against Al, Al Horford uh, from DeAndre uh, Jordan's perspective so i think that he's going to be a good play and then your boy i can't believe you didn't mention Thad Young Thad Young once again and i think is in another spot here did you? I mentioned okay. that. Yeah. All right. All right. I was, I was like, he's going to wait for that. Wait for that. Wait for that. Oh, and, um, and then maybe I was waiting for my Thad page to load while you were actually mentioned that and I missed it. But yes, I love his, yeah. his, his, um, upside there as well. Um, you know, I think he's, 
um, been we we were had we had questions about whether it was going to be more Brook Lopez, more Donald Sloan, um, Bogdanovich, or Thad Young, and I think it's the answer to you know who gets the extra shots in production for, now that Joe Johnson's off the roster is Boyan and Thad Young, and mm-hmm. um, we've seen some pretty solid production overall. I'm going to throw out the LA Clippers. Uh, game in, in this matchup and, and focus on the fact that he scored 21 against Utah, you know, produced 7.6 X against Phoenix and then comes back against the LA Lakers for 41 fantasy points and almost six X with 19 and 15 uh, against the LA Lakers uh, in back-to-back games. So pretty strong performances overall from that cash safe with a little bit of GPP upside. All right. Uh, before we move on to the center position, today uh benny we have to talk to all the business owners out there if you have a business you might need a website why not do it yourself here with wix.com so no matter what business you're in wix.com is something for you used by more than 75 million people worldwide wix makes it easy to get your website live today you need to get the word out about your business it all starts with a stunning website so with hundreds of designer made customizable templates to choose from the drag and drop editor there's no coding needed you don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful you can do it yourself with wix.com wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites each and every day. So when you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy, too busy to worry about the budgets, the scheduling appointments, or too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your own website today. The results will be stunning. All right, let's go ahead and talk about these stunners here at the center position for Saturday and talk about uh, who's going to be in the pivot for you and your lineups. Yeah, well, the first thing I want to say is the Marcus Cousins is a horrendous play against the San Antonio Spurs. Um, he has two games this year against them where he went 41 in the first game, and then I think he had like 34 or 35 fantasy points in the second game. So he does not produce against the Spurs. They make it a you know point to you know try to shut him down and you know run double teams at him and stuff like that, which is smart and what more teams should do. Um, so I'm definitely not paying up for Cousins here. On the flip side, though, I do like Carl Anthony Towns going up against Brooklyn, who's the other, you know, highest price option. Um, Towns had put up some big numbers. He cooled off a little bit in the last couple games. But Brooklyn's a team that we know doesn't defend big guys very well. Um, So I think Towns is in a good spot. I also want to have some shares of Dwight Howard here uh, going up against Chicago. Chicago's been really bad, top, um, bottom five in the league for, you know, fantasy points allowed to – you know, to opposing centers. So I think Dwight Howard's in a really good spot here where he could have a big upside game. Um, those are the two guys who I'm really looking at up towards the top. Down towards the bottom, um, I've been rolling Jan Mahimi a little bit, and he's still pretty cheap. So if his price stays down when his game, paced up game against Washington, I think he can give us a good game down there at the bottom if I'm looking to save some money. Um, and Robin Lopez also is a guy who's been getting a lot of extra minutes and it's pretty cheap down there. So if I'm looking to save, I'm going with those two, but I think this is a position I want to pay up for on the day. And um, the two guys who I think I'm going to wind up doing it for are Carl Anthony Towns and Dwight Howard. Yeah. Carl Anthony Towns, the big cat has been super consistent. The only concern I ever have about Carl Anthony Towns now is meeting the high price tag because mm-hmm. it is high, but you, you're going to love the matchup against Brolo for sure. So I, I, I love that call. Same situation with Dwight Howard. No, you know, no one's ever affair, uh, afraid of Paul Gasol defense or Paul Gasol defense, so I think you're going to be in a good spot there. And for a little bit more value, too, uh, I'm actually looking at Rudy Gobert in this spot. He's, it's a little bit off the radar in terms of a play because he's been a little bit consistent. Uh, you know, he's scored in 25-plus in the past two games. That's really only good for 4X. It's six to $800 price tag. The price has actually been sliding downward, though. He was at a peak of about 7500 as um, 
latest was just a little under a month ago, and now he's down to 6,800 range. Matchup is as good as can be uh, for the Utah Jazz and New Orleans Pelicans, who are going to draw the center position and now are without Omar Sheik, who was already one of the worst uh, defensive centers in the NBA. Now you're going to take him out of the lineup and you're going to put a Jinka in there or um, you know, even worse, Kendrick Perkins. This should be a great opportunity for him to make some hay on, on both sides of the ball, offensive uh, and defensive rebounds. And I think this is a great bounce-back game for him to come on the road that not everybody will be paying attention to. So I'll be uh, going big with the gob stopper, Rudy Gobert, Stifle Tower. It's going to be in my lineup here on Saturday. All right, and uh, that's going to wrap it up for today's show. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Don't forget you can subscribe uh, to the uh, iTunes and uh, Stitcher feeds for this very podcast, the Roadwire DFS podcast, uh, on your on your smartphone. Don't forget to press that red subscribe button on YouTube for the official uh, Roadwire YouTube channel. We've been uh, adding subscribers every day. We appreciate you joining the team and jumping in there as well. Uh, and we'll be back here on Monday for another week of fantasy uh, DFS analysis and uh, information. Uh, don't forget to check out Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. Check me out on Twitter at JoshHatesFS. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13.